Tanya for the 26th of Adashani, but first the story. The, a, a woman once came to um, Rabbi Yitzhak Nezhez, and she was looking for her husband. She couldn't find him. He had disappeared one day, and she was in Aguna, and she, she, she needed help. And in those days, unfortunately, it was quite common. Um, men would just disappear, leaving their wives alone for the rest of their life. It was a, it's a dreadful horrible predicament and this woman needed some help from a tzaddik because she as much as she had she had searched she couldn't locate her husband but tzaddik told her don't hashem's going to help you go in peace and hashem will will help you and so she she had a faith in the tzaddik and she she went back home and along the way home she stopped at a village called zaprudi and she was waiting for you know along her journey and she she stopped she stopped she sat at a seat outside of a pub and as she's sitting there, uh, um, um, Polish military are going in and out. One Polish person goes in to get a drink and then comes out and sits down right next to her. And she was very uncomfortable. So she starts moving away. And he tells her, why are you moving away? Um, we're married. And she looks at him and she recognizes, she realizes she looks very different, but this is her husband. And she she starts asking questions and the he answers the questions and you know people are listening to the to the conversation and he starts telling her you know he's proving to proving to her that is really who he who he claims she he is and suddenly the horse that he came in on starts getting rowdy and the horse nearby starts getting rowdy as well and one of the other polish um military militants come out and they and he sees that the other soldier's horse is getting his horse all wild and meanwhile, her husband is claiming, no, your horse is getting my horse wild. And they start getting into a fight. And then at some point, the other Polish uh, militant takes out a, a musket and shoots him, kills him in front of everyone. And that, that, that was it. But meanwhile, everyone had heard the, the man identify himself and they saw him die. So this woman was now, was now a free woman to get married. Later on, they asked the tzaddik about it, and he said, "The truth of the matter is, her husband passed many years ago, and there was no, there was the the body was was lost. There was no way to identify, which means she was free forever. So then he he brought down the neshama. The neshama came back down in, in a body again, that way to identify himself and enable this woman to get married. And then, of course, the the he passed away again." The Tanya's, Tanya for today, we're talking about human beings. And we're talking about the four different um, levels of, 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 not human beings, but creation. So four different levels of creation. There's in other words, there's inanimate, there's vegetation, there's animals, and then there is humans. Humans, of course, being the highest and the inanimate being the lowest. Yesterday, we spoke about just as within a, the, the body category, there's, there's, there's two levels, two types of mitzvahs, which means the inanimate, I'll say it in practical words, inanimate, the representation within mitzvahs is when a person does just the mitzvah, the action. He puts a coin in tzedakah, that's, that's the most physical, and again, the point of it, of course, is we're not belittling that, that is, that is the main thing, put a coin in tzedakah, that's, you draw down the greatest energy. But a person wraps the film, a person likes Shabbos candles, a person doesn't tell us a dime, they're doing a physical action, that's considered the daimim. Tameh, what's vegetation in the in the in the corresponding mitzvahs category when a person speaks? The speech-related mitzvahs 
it's more edel, it's more subtle, it's more elevated, let's call it. And so therefore, it's a little higher on the life force category. And now what we stopped off yesterday saying in the middle of our day, I'm going to go back a few, uh, two sentences just to start today's Tanya. But the intention behind mitzvahs also have two categories. And they obviously represent intentions, a lot more spiritual life form field, let's call it. They also have two categories. And today's idea, what's really beautiful about today's Tanya is we're going to literally piggyback off ideas we spoke about in chapter 19 to 25. And we kind of left alone, assuming we wouldn't return. And not only we're going to return, but these ideas are now going to carry us through to the rest of the Tanya. These ideas of, of how a person could find um, meditation in the two different levels, one through hard work, and if a person's unable, a lower form appreciating that he has a godly peace within inside himself that always wants to, and even at the risk of giving up one's life, will always want to connect to God. A beautiful idea that we're going to start to revisit, and we're going to continue revisiting throughout the rest of the Tanya. Keep, okay, fine. The Chavana Samitza, going back a little bit for, into the, yesterday's Tanya. So the two categories that... In, in intention and mitzvahs exist just like in in the actual creatures in the world bless you just like in the creatures in the world there's two categories um, soul creatures so too in, in actual kavanah someone that is a high accomplished mind someone whose mind and obviously their mind means they're 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 an accomplished human being in general a person who has accomplished mind is able to weaponize his mind, able to, to use his mind in order to arouse a love and a fear, a higher level, level, level of love and fear. And he's able to get himself to, before doing a mitzvah, when he's thinking about connecting to Hashem, he's about to put him to film, and he stops for a moment and he, he uses his mind to enable him to actually feel a deep love and a deep fear towards towards God. And with this intention, he learns and does mitzvahs. And also using this intention, he he um, he he prays and he uh, makes brachas. The highest level, a human being, let's call it. A level of creature, the highest form of doing a mitzvah, the highest form of, of, of any form of activity in this world is a person doing a mitzvah in this world, but with kavana, but not just regular kavana. We're talking about a highly sophisticated form of kavana, a kavana where a person has a deep love and a deep fear towards God when they're doing this. But now, as you could appreciate, especially if you dwell upon it quite a bit, you could realize that this is not such an easy task. The average person batted to put, batted, batted, uh, put a coin in the soccer pushka, suddenly wiring his mind to have a deep love and desire towards God and a deep fear towards God. I'm not talking about fear, I'm talking about an, an incredible awe towards God. It's a, it's a little bit difficult for the average person to muster. Yet we're told that a mitzvah without kavana, a mitzvah without intention, and again, intention, we're talking about intention to, um, to connect to God and to, to do God's will. It's like a body without a soul. And you say, well, hold up. I want to, I want to have something. So, so don't worry. You could still have a, a kavana without having to have this incredible focus of mind. Umisha Daitikatsara, point number two of today's Sanya. Someone who has a weak mind, a limited mind. Laid only spoinamikdulas in 
disenabling him from fully understanding and appreciating and contemplating the greatness of God. And he's, his mind, you know, triggering a feeling of um, love and fear towards God, he just doesn't have the capacity for that. But what is he, what is he able to do? He's able to, to like, like we said earlier on, he says, I can admit that this is a good idea. Here can remember, I naturally have a love towards God. It's there automatically. Avram Avino bequeathed it to me by way of his own avoider. And it's inside of me. I genuinely love God and I want to, I know that that's the truth. And he says, okay, I'll bring it to revelation in my mind. I know I have it automatically inside. So I'll think about it. I have a natural love towards God. I said, you know what? If I have a love towards God, to such a degree that someone put a gun to my head and said, bad down to what I wouldn't do it. And I agree. That's true. That's, that is the way it is. Avraham Avinu gave me this love. And so I'm accepting that this love is there. And now I'm, I'm waking it up, at least on a, on a mental um, bookmark way, that this in love exists. And using that memory, memory and admission that this love exists, now I'll do the mitzvah. Again, I'm not the person on the second level. He's not, he's not wiring up his mind with a love and fear, an actual physical, logical one. He's, he's saying, I admit that there is a piece inside me that actually does already love God. And I admit that it's there. So person says, now I'm going to use this love that's naturally there, and I'll um, I'll like um, leverage it towards whatever mitzvah I'm doing. And on the flip side, and I'll try mention this as well in the, in the chapter 19 to 25, that that fear is included within this as well. We need to have love and fear towards God with the logical inspired one, the highest form of, of kavana, let's call it, intention. That, that's a part and parcel of it. In the lower level, well, it's, it's based on a natural love. What about fear? And I like that. I'll already explain. Fear is included within love. If a person loves someone, they'll be fearful or um, hesitant to display anything that would upset that person. And this natural love includes within itself a natural fear or a, a fear. That a person doesn't want to go against God. They love him God so much. I wouldn't want to go against someone that I love so much. And using this intention, this appreciation that he has a love and saying, well, because I have a love, I admit that I have the love and now I'm going to go and do all, I keep away from evil and I'm going to do good. I'm going to study and I'm going to learn and do brachas. And I'll at least understand what I'm saying. That way, you know, I'll, 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 I'll actually feel whatever I'm doing. And it's not a wild love of fear that ideally a person should try weaponize in his mind. But at the same time, he's, he's going through the motions. He says, I know I have a love. Now I'm going to go do, do whatever I need to do. Now you, a person might think, well, this, this intention is kind of a joke. It's a, it's a, it's a farce. It's not a real love and fear. Because a real love and fear is when a person sits and meditates and, and starts to develop a genuine feeling in their heart. Their heart is bubbling towards God. In this case, he says, no, I just admit that I have a love towards God. Nonetheless, al says, it's fine and it's good. This intention, this kavana, let's call it, is like an animal. And, and that, that sounds like a bad thing. It's not. It's a wonderful thing. It's, it's a living being. It's a, a body, but with an actual soul of an animal inside. Though the animal isn't a logical, um, de deductory um, 
human type of um, creature, nonetheless. When a dog is kind to someone, it's because the dog understands that person is a a source of food for that for that dog, or a source of comfort, or a source of enjoyment or pleasure, whatever. It is. So the animals and creatures in general, they can have genuine feelings towards people. They can even have great ravens have incredible uh, knowledge, and their, their deductive skills are incredible. But again, it's all for based on um, nurture nature in order to enable them to get what what's needed for them. They don't actually have deductive skills for the sake of deduction, like a human being does. The pain. It's a natural inborn thing for the for the animal to be able to protect itself and get what it needs, and therefore it does whatever it, it, it does whatever things, even very complicated things, in order to enable itself to survive. With ourselves, the same thing. We have a natural ability to love God. It's inside ourselves. It's inherited to us from Avraham Avinu. Us using that is exactly like an animal that uses it, uses its naturally inborn skills in order to enable itself to survive. And those are the two levels of kavana. So now we actually conclude this topic, talking about mitzvah with a kavana, mitzvah without kavana, and the four different levels and how they how they um, show themselves in this world and how the source of them. How it all comes about. Thank you so much for joining Tanya. Tanya is a little bit of 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 a little